despite all technical improvements, it still boils down to a man or a woman and a microphone playing music, sharing stories, and talking about issues, communicating with an audience. Casey Kasem. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and welcome to a very special episode of the Silver Linings Playcast. This is, this is, okay, a couple things. This is a very special episode. Also, I hope that this is the best sounding episode you will have ever heard of this podcast. It's definitely the highest tech audio uh, um, episode of the podcast, and and I said it was a special episode. It is. It is episode one hundred. Everybody loves an episode one hundred, right? It just it feels like a special special amount of. Numbers. I don't know why. Uh, a centennial, uh, ten, tens of tens, right? Um, I told you that it should sound the best. We have a brand new audio setup. We had what was the funny thing is that when we started this podcast, get this, uh, almost three years ago. We were using an actual setup that was being recommended for podcasters. Now, this was also during the pandemic, during the midst of 2022, when everybody was contractually obligated to start a podcast of some sort, right? So you had more people making recommendations about what they used for their podcast. How many podcasts actually started its only episode was recommending to other podcasters what podcasting setups they should be having for their podcast, right? We've out-survived them all! Sorry about, um... Sorry about some of the uh, consonant sounds. I'm gonna try to... I'm gonna try to muffle my S sounds a little bit. I don't... I don't know how one does that. I, maybe I should look up some... Uh, speech therapy or acting theater uh, vocabulary what dialect coaching advice on how to soften some of the s's maybe I don't breathe out don't exhale as much as I make the sounds as the wind comes through the top of my teeth and the tongue anyway yes so the so the irony is um, and I don't know you be the judge of whether this actually sounds uh, audiologically like the best quality episode. We're gonna have to stop saying S. What is that? What is up with that? Is that why all the characters' names in movies and TV shows don't have S's so that they don't have to say S? Um, and 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 that maybe that that's why like uh, the streetcar named Desire is is so famous because it's burned into people's brains from their ears from the piercing sound of the s (laughs) or also do you remember remember the the snake from the cartoon robin hood who was always like I've got a dirty thumb. He does. He's got such a dirty thumb. Oh, and D, 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 that sounds great. That, Ds are sounding as good as they have ever audiologically here. I don't even know if audiologically is the proper word, but it sounds right for what we are using this week. Hope this thing actually records. We did hit the record button. Okay, so that's the funny thing. We are actually recording this week on a field recorder, which is meant to go collect audio out on like a out on location. Um, the setup specifically using a hypercardioid mic that is uh, appropriate for indoor film use for dialogue heavy like movie like uh, film film stuff and all of this in in my mind sounds a lot cleaner the the voice the quality of the voice audio sounds a lot cleaner than it did on the setup that I had. And that was a nice mic that I had 
that I was using for and and um so that's the funny thing really I got very excited about all of this and I'm going to become an audio nerd because I had this realization everybody talks about how and and I knew I knew this in my heart and in my brain and in my advice from everybody who's ever said it but but when people get into film they very much get very excited about the visuals but it is a fact it is very much a fact held by many many or, or, or opinion held by many but a fact sort of that the audio aspect at least on uh, well is is sort of more important in a lot of respects than the actual quality of the video for most social media projects for small films for things that are shown locally like there if if you go to a local screening of a independent local film or something people are a lot more forgiving of not quite being able to see the picture than not being able to hear what's going on and so that is why i decided that i needed that i had invested all this time and money and and resources and practice trying to learn how to make the prettiest picture and i'm i'm very happy with how we got our pictures are starting to look better and better every day uh we got some pretty oh yeah i got i got stories too but wait did i tell you guys this is an important episode it's episode 100 this is our 100th episode y'all we have been around for 100 weeks plus this is part 56 of our special 100-parter, 100th episode. Alright? We're over halfway done with this episode. We've spent over a year <laughs> on this episode. We have spent half as long as the podcast had been in existence on this special episode celebrating an amount of, of podcasting that was about twice as long as this amount of our parter of the 100-part episode. Slow that down, rewind it, dissect it in your head. I promise it makes sense. Um, so, yeah, we, we have been doing this now. This is our 56th special parter. So let, let me walk back because I had so many things to talk about. What a, what a week month, year, lifetime. I think the, the first thing I should probably tell y'all is I had a comedy special come out. I know that I have been, for many weeks, always been like, hey, don't have time to do a podcast this week. One. Sorry, I lied. I lied every single week. I always have. I If I can't, I've every week that this has happened there has probably been some hour where i could have been doing this i just chose not to because i was lazy but uh some of the times i was serious about saying that i was working on stuff and that's why i didn't really have time when i had cut it down and and cut it close on sundays but this week and, and then it always promised like oh big news is coming well there actually was big news for this week and that is my very first comedy special my first half hour comedy special got released through dry bar a couple days ago on may 30th it was released it is titled coupon baby and it is available on drybarcomedy.com or the drybar comedy plus app now if you use my name that's jamie ward j a m i e no space that's right uh, as the promo code, you can get anywhere from a free month to a free year to they actually give you ownership of the Dry Bar franchise. So <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's just reports I've gotten from the three people that watched it. Um, and also, let me tell you, the reviews are coming in, and the uh, and it is getting rave reviews. Um, one of my friends said. I didn't turn it off, uh, so so you know that doesn't mean they watched it, but that means they did let it run in the back, so it counted as a view. Yes, uh, some others said, "Wow, that was actually better than I was expecting," and also, um, "Would you be embarrassed if I watched it?" 
So that's that's the feedback I've gotten on I, the I biggest. I have another one yeah. just in from yeah. the B man. Yeah. Did not suck at all. Very did, funny. Did not suck at all. Very funny. <laughs> B man. So okay, um, which brings us into our next event of of the last week, which was very exciting. Uh, we had. Um, uh, well, we'll give we'll give them a shout out because that's they're uh, uh, a company that that is promotes and and can definitely do business. So if you ever need bee removal in the uh, southern Louisiana area, um, Ducky's Apiary uh, is a wonderful veteran-owned company, um, and the the owner uh, the owner like the the guy <laughs> the apiary is it an ap is, is he an apiary is, is he's an apiarist apiarist okay uh he's the big guy matt matt the apiarist uh came out with his wife and helped remove oh and this was beautiful this was amazing okay so they, there's been a couple consultations where he's come out and he's used some infrared um, or some thermal in- imaging scans of our walls to find we've had a bee problem I, I don't actually want to say it's a now that we know a lot of the situation I don't want to call it a problem I want to say that that we had bees that had set up a home inside this house and they were not the bad guy, but they had just sort of established themselves in a place that was it was not convenient for either of us, and it needed to be rectified um, because they they were making it difficult for Katie and I to operate in the the kitchen. Um, I mean, but you know they they weren't just like stinging us all the time, but it's just it's tough to cook when you have uh, you know anywhere from two to five bees usually buzzing around you um and you're trying to avoid them because i don't i don't love crushing them either we've come to really love the bees and also it just wasn't healthy for them to be located here they 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 can flourish more being somewhere where they are going to be um just in an environment that has less poisons to them less you know they'll get more sunlight they'll have more access to food and stuff so we just needed to unentangle the the habitation situation between the bees and the cotton gin right so matt came out with his wife and he took out uh some of the uh, some of one of the walls um let's climb up on a it's like a 12 foot ladder or something and he, he took out a portion of the wall how, how big would you say that was? let me like Four, four, six feet, or four feet, or something. Yeah, that's, it was thirty-five. Uh, an odd, like it was an odd shape, but yeah. I'd say like the widest part was probably about four feet. Yeah, it's probably as big as the Mona Lisa, or yeah. I don't, sideways. It was like a big TV. You can put some photos. You would have watched if if the the big square. You you would have been able to watch. Uh, if you'd been watching the the 1999 Winter Bowl, inches? yeah, you would have like been able to see that TV. Tom Brady uh, was not making forward motion <laughs> with his arm uh, in the snow bowl if you were watching it on a TV that way. And, and <laughs> NFL history would forever be more honorable and exciting and just in this world because we would not have had to live under the reign of a two-decade dynasty built on lies <laughs> built on lies anyway that was about the, the size of the hole he cut in the wall of an appropriate tv to watch the super bowl on so behind that now we were we were all this was so interesting because we had nobody knows exactly what to expect when you go behind the wall he makes good estimates because he's been doing this for a long time and he's very knowledgeable when when i use the term subject matter expert this guy knows his facts. Katie has been quizzing him on bee things uh, all day, every day for the last month. And, and, and the first question that he was not able to answer on the spot didn't come till like the end of a pretty long day. And he, ha- he said, honestly, I'm going to have to get back on you. But everything else he has answered just like, boom. Yep. Like he, he knew. And he's a cool guy because he he's passionate about what he does and he goes and he educates 
uh, people. Like he does programs at the libraries and and schools and stuff, and he's just um, really forthcoming with the information about what he's doing. He, you know, he he was removing them, and he he just called down to me. He's like, you know, it doesn't distract me. If you want to just to ask me what I'm doing while I'm doing this, I'm fine to narrate it or not. If you if you want, and so we did, we did, and and it's exciting because uh, we're gonna make a little commercial for him too. We did some awesome filming and stuff, but also that is why part of the reason I'm excited to have this great new audio setup. But it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you got was, all up in fun. there too. We Katie and I both had an opportunity to actually climb up on the ladder and both get within just, uh, I mean, it's probably standing within three quarters of a foot away from thousands, literal thousands of bees. But then, you know, we, we got to sort of like get real close and take pictures. We were taking pictures just inches away from, from the, the comb hive that they had built and it was amazing yeah. it's funny because it was it was both like amazing and huge and yet given the amount of time we think that they may or may not have been residing there in some ways it was smaller than what i had sort of built up as like this fear of oh the whole wall is going to be hive but also it was it's just deep, very though. sobering to actually see it too yeah. like yeah and there was layers and it was it was interesting. Season, he yeah. even pointed out that, like, where where uh, all of us have been spraying poison and just soaking through the walls that we had sort of destroyed and rotted part of their hive, yeah, and that they moved it. around it. They, yeah, like they. Um, and when he stuck his finger in the comb, and he's like, "This is spring honey," and then he stuck it in uh-huh. a different part of the comb. He said, "This is fall honey from last year," mm-hmm. and that was the stuff that was in the front. So as he went further and further in. We learn so many things. It's amazing. Did he tell you about how like he, there's a whole network of like he, but um, what is it? I think he said it was like one or two weeks that the bee season starts in Lake Charles, and then like a week later, uh, the bee guys out there will tell the guys in Jennings or the the Jennings will expect like they're gonna start Swarming. heating up, and then he 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 says Lafayette's like a week after that so wow. so they yeah um they migrate yeah kinda. sort of That's temperature amazing. and weather and migration um i didn't catch that yeah no that was a That's i amazing. was fascinated by that part because I, I think i was asking when the it's when like the it's like truck started. drivers radio and in rain it to was each other. yeah <laughs> b raker b raker one nine uh we've got a b convoy uh so <laughs> It was a very exciting day. It was fun. We both, it, like, it was adventurous. It was entertaining. Oh, um, they are a super awesome couple, too. We, we I, I told them I could only give them three out of five stars for their review because they kept taking really long breaks to have wonderful conversations with us. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we had been assholes, they could have gotten their job done much faster. But we basically just like We made him stay hung out and they hang out with us like all work. day. Yeah. Um and they talked about it. so so anyway, that was a super fun experience. Uh and I can't wait to they're they're coming back too because they so now we're all speculating about what the other wall is going to hold because he, he sort of he had some confidence that this one th- this one was a little more predictable but but just there's been some oddness yeah. to where the other beehive is um so yeah he wanted a little more sort of like longer time with the flexibility to find out not knowing whether maybe there's not that many in there or maybe it's even the entire wall yeah Yeah. Um, that that colony has been in and out of there for at least 15 to 20 years according to tim and it's crazy the 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 funniest thing the whole time so brandon was saying he's like it's been over 20 years Tim's like, oh, I don't know if it's been that long. He's like, no, seriously. And he was like going into memories. I wonder if the, like this one is actually the thing that has kept it from not just being... Since since there's different theories that have put, for, put forward whether they were warring bee tribes, whether they were friendly or neutral Or if they were robbing tribes. or if they were scouting. Yeah. So there is, a, there is a chance that maybe... Um, but apparent, but I, I think are you under the impression that they're not they weren't connected they're definitely they were they're two separate two colonies, separate autonomous yes. colonies and there actually could be 
there's a potential that there's actually two different colonies in this wall. So that means we would have three total, or possibly. Which I would not be surprised at yeah. either, because that would look like. Because I feel like some of the behavior that I've noticed looks like there's some different behavior. Like right under the window, uh, has seemed different than. That's what he thought it was either uh, scouting or robbing. So that's also a possibility that this those like that big swarm that we had outside, mm-hmm. the first one that was just on the post. There's. Um, there's a speculation that that one might have been trying to move into the wall in a different spot that had been maybe priorly used or previously used by mm-hmm. a different one that maybe had been sprayed off. <laughs> but then there's also the possibility that I caught that other one in the box too. So there could have been one that broke off and swarmed into that box. What's in the box? What's in the box? The Not bees. the bees. <laughs> Not the bees, but in the... <laughs> that's right. And that's the fun... Okay, so Matt, Matt and his they're big, uh, big film fans, too. So we talked a lot oh, about yeah. movies while they were up there. We played uh, unintentionally played the games of Guess Who is uh, Thomas Jane. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Guess Who is. Yeah. So that's Ryan exciting. And they're coming back. And... Um, yeah, so hopefully, eventually, there might be there might be some bee footage on. The I got podcast. the bees. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I definitely. Uh, so yeah, thank you for not. I'm not saying this is the end, but of course, you all know that this is the number one podcast for all things Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. I told you about the dry bar special i told you about um the bee uh adventure i had uh i don't want to out anybody let's i just i had a call from a buddy yesterday which was pretty much the first time i've talked to any of my friends on the phone um from from the old uh group in probably months or something and they were asking some advice and I told them uh you need to wa-. they had they had a relationship question and I, I gave some advice that I thought was pretty good and I said you know what you need to do this weekend uh, I want you to sit down with your girl and I want you to check out a 2012 film by and he started laughing and I didn't know why because I was like what's funny about 2012 um, uh, 2012 film by director David O. Russell called Silver Linings Playbook. And I gave him this recommendation because if you don't know, uh, which would be a weird thing to not know at this point if you're listening to a podcast all about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book that is on episode 100, part 56 of, of 100, parter by now, but Silver Linings Playbook is... Ooh, there's a motorcycle outside. I bet y'all can hear that, and I bet it sounds beautiful. Our housemate got... uh, It is is a beautiful BMW. Like, and I'm saying that, too, as as someone who, like, jealously... I have always... um, I especially love the stylings of of the BMW motorcycles. Now, this is funny, because back when I rode motorcycles, I, I started with uh, the sport bikes. Um, I think what my first bike was a Honda CBR 600. Um, and that was totally what I said, because I was into race. Like, I never raced, but I, I wanted to, and I'd watch the... Uh, motorcycle races and and NASCAR and the Indy and the the all the the I'm the F1 oh, man, um, so I was I was totally into the idea of the machines that go as fast as possible. Um, had the CBR for a while and then forget why I think yeah because I went to college in Boston and then that was like there was no need one I couldn't couldn't afford to keep it and couldn't really didn't need it um because I didn't 
go anywhere further than sort of like a a one mile area where there was a free now or a cheap train so it's like it's it's more effort uh the parking in boston was so bad oh this like i used to park the bike was great for the years that i had it when i was going to school in boston uh, because i could park it anywhere in between parking spots and just sort of other like the hidden places on the street uh but eventually needed to get rid of it because i was getting ready to do army stuff and go deploy but um then let's see i i don't remember the timeline of any of these things but i know i got at some point i got another one uh gsxr 1100 which was older but it was even faster and bigger and faster than but these are still all very sporty bikes these are all bikes that were meant to just go as fast as possible they're performance machines and also when you're 16 to early 20s 30s that's fine like that's exciting and that's what you want and that's sort of the aesthetic and the persona that you wanted uh i i went and joined the the military and then i spent a decade just running around with a 60 pound backpack on which just does a number on your back and your knees and your hips and everything that you would possibly need to you know just do anything but i still loved the idea of motorcycles and so when i when i got back i wanted something that was more comfortable to sit on for a ride right i'm not remembering exactly what the, I, I uh some honda shadow something because it's like i of course i wanted a harley just for the name because that's sort of the one that is the image and the but um you know that you can get other ones from the japanese companies that are basically comparable if you don't mind having the name you know it's like uh but so this is the interesting thing. It's funny because it's like one I never thought I could afford a BMW because they're nicer uh, bikes, but they're also they're sort of different. Like I've always I've always admired them and thought they were great, um, but they're they're uh, and I forget all the categories of bikes, but because they fall into something um, not dual sport or tour, but they, I mean they they do sort of make touring. Uh, well, anyway. Housemate has a beautiful bike out there, and if you can hear, he's working on, on getting it already, and uh, it sounds beautiful as it looks. And also, with the new audio setup, hopefully you can hear it, and it doesn't just sound like <laughs> static. It sounds like an accurate representation of what it is. Um, and yeah, and Silver Linings Playbook is a movie about uh, a man who is... So, okay, so I don't, again... I don't like to get into other people's business, but I was called for advice about something, and let me tell you what it was. The The topic of jealousy came up, and we had a great discussion, and it was great talking to one of my best friends that I haven't talked to in a long time, and I think everything else is going well. And it was just, and, and the funny thing was, we, we were both talking about insecurities and sort of the justice of, like, sometimes things are in our head sometimes things are actually in other people's behavior and sometimes they're a mix of both and so that's why i instantly thought you got to watch this movie it's a great movie why because this movie uh it ends sure spoiler alert if you don't know it ends with the protagonist and the duda tag oh okay there's here's another fun aside we're gonna go on for just just a second uh do tag do it tag it oh we're gonna have to find this word i don't remember exactly what it is but i remember so the protagonist um do tagonist we're gonna have to find what this deuter tag what do ter tag deuteragonist deuteragonist okay this word you came are up deuteragonist deuteragonist is the second most important character in a drama now a lot of people often mistake protagonist as being the pro like positive but it pro comes from uh the greek uh meaning um so it means first most important 
character. Uh, deuteragonist. One, I think, is a hilarious sounding word, but then it opened up this whole thing that there there is a numbering system for the importance of characters. Uh, so it's not protagonist and antagonist. Protagonist, deuteragonist, uh, tritagonist, tetragonist, pentagonist, uh, hexatagonist, or something. But you you get the the system that they have for labeling the characters of importance, right? So that's that's the thing. The another the reason that this word came up, uh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Katie said that she looked like she did some funny move, and she's like, "I, I look like Willow or something." <laughs> yeah. Now. Anybody that was paying attention, and this just shows oh, I what was a, swapping out the, the tomatoes for the other tomatoes. Yeah, and I was. Uh, this just shows what a uncaring and inattentive and distant um, <laughs> in my head uh, boyfriend I am. That I, uh, my mind didn't instantly jump to the character from the TV show that we watch almost nightly for a while. Yeah. For months. Oh, you know, based on. You know the original. So so Buffy. We hadn't watched Buffy originally, but Angel was one of the first things we ever watched together. Like it, this was, this when when we first like you know got to, got together together. Um, <laughs> she she told me this is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and uh, it's silly. After, but quickly got me. into it, and it's it's one okay. So it is fantastic, and we got through like as soon as we got done watching the whole series angel we both had this like oh man there's there's no more and and the reason it's we've i think i've talked about it on other episodes too why it's great because it sort of hits on multiple genres of being comedy action uh it's got drama sci-fi horror so um, <laughs> yeah and well, no, that's more buffy <laughs> and that's it and so like as soon as we got <laughs> we're like hey Wait, there is an option of something that's basically the most related thing we could possibly watch, and that is the series that it was a spinoff of. Yeah, and then you found out that you can watch uh-huh. them in tandem. Yes, and that is a thing. If if you're a fan of both of them, and and the Buffyverse people are. I mean, they they both have cult followings. It's funny we were both uh, meeting with the um, Buffy one of Reddit, my friends. like the Buffyverse Reddit is uh-huh. like very active still to this day. That's I looked something up like a few weeks ago or whatever, and I'm getting constant updates now, like from them. <laughs> So, like, just ridiculous I things. gotta join their meme group. I'm sure there's a meme group oh, that would are, be like, fun. Yeah, I'm, just the Buffyverse. Because uh, the Twilight meme group is amazing. Yes. And it's been out for ten years. And there's only, like, five mo- like, Like, the amount that they have gotten from only ten hours of media, I can only imagine what two, oh, six five seasons. and six season yeah. shows with 22 to 25 there's, episodes there's entire of threads where they're just speaking in quotes. So, um... And I'm like... I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't even remember what episode that's from, so maybe it's from amazing. one that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. It's just, like, really funny. Like, they're literally talking in quotes, and like, I don't know what they're saying! <laughs> so I, I was just looking for an answer! <laughs> they're funny. So, you see, we love uh, these this universe, and there's a character named Willow, uh, who's a <laughs> witch, played by Allison... Allison? Allison Hannigan. Um... And so Kate was making a joke about like I use magic to, and, to swap out the time. Oh yeah, by the way, off like I'm Oh, the pie maker. <laughs> I'm full agreement of like uh No, I like to I was I was trying to be in defense of Buffy season six because I like the big swings they were taken early in the season with some really weird things, but um I definitely need them to like do something it, it is kinda weird right now in the second season second half of the sixth season sixth season but um anyway so she said something willow but when she said that (laughs) did i picture what would make the most sense and logical you know conclusion to jump to no i instant and and in my defense the willow i was thinking of is also a magic user sort of I was thinking of, I believe it's Willow Offgood. I'm not sure if that's his last name, but uh, from the 1986 movie (laughs) played by Warwick Davis. Did I have a story? And 
And then that made me think of, uh, I knew that one of the fast food chains had had a promotion for the movie. Um, and I started looking stuff up and then I it was a started, move. and then I was thinking about how the name Val Kilmer actually sounds like a more Dungeons & Dragons name than his actual character name in that movie. And so I just, I googled, uh, Mad Mardigan and then get ready for this. Okay. I don't know how many of you know, maybe y'all are just all knew this, or maybe you will act like you knew that, um, I didn't know this until about four or five days ago. Val Kilmer's character in the movie Willow, the 1986 movie Willow, was not Mad Mardigan. That was one name. Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. I... I can't tell you how that is been making me question everything that I have known in my whole... Is Peter Pan two words, or is it Peter Pan? <laughs> it's Robin Hood? Is it, like, what, who are... Mr. Rogers? What, what, who are these... Like, you know, you, you hear the first syllable in a, in a name, and it's a word that would be recognizable as a word, and you think, uh, oh, that's a word that's sort of characterizing who the name is. No, he's not mad. I mean, I thought it was called Mad Mardigan because he, his character sort of was mad in a crazy sense, too. But no, apparently I was wrong. It was just Mad Mardigan the whole time. Um, so what do I know about anything? Clearly nothing at all. Well, but I, I don't even know why I'm talking... Why am I talking about Willow? I was trying to tell you all about how I, I said... That my friend should watch the uh, 2012 David O. Russell movie, Silver Linings Playbook. And the reason it was, was because we were talking about the concept of jealousy, and we were talking about the concept of sort of uh, the difference of, of did the thoughts that we have and the feelings that we create in ourselves about other people, and, it, and sometimes there's room or space where these are founded in actual evidential thoughts of, of actions that other people have done and thoughts that we have, but also sometimes we create them and sort of how do you separate them and how do you take them into context and put them in perspective. And the the film, and this is what is a spoiler alert, uh, the, the protagonist and the deuteragonist of Silver Linings Playbook end up together in love at the end of the movie. And the the interesting thing about it is that the protagonist Pat Pat Solitano uh, spends most of the movie trying per, actively pursuing his ex-wife, which is sort of interesting if you think about that, right? It like you watch this movie where the main character is, is his character's sort of motivation. The whole movie is to pursue somebody. Who is not the person that is right in front of him, and yet we still feel like it's it's a love movie about these two people that are sort of destined cinematically to get together. Um, she is obviously, I think. Well, I don't know this, but I mean, you know, when I when I saw the movie in the beginning, I thought, oh yeah, she's in love with him, but maybe that's that's not something that's supposed to be like this obvious thing. I've also heard different opinions. And you know this, because this is what the podcast is all about. This is why we have the podcast. This is why the Silver Linings Playcast exists, because I wanted to explore whether people felt that the characters were in love with each other, and at what point in the movie they are, and not just at the end. Um, but I thought if they can, if they can make it work. And there's definitely elements where the characters were jealous of one another at different points. What, what does that mean? And how, how do they explore the themes of these characters sort of having to become accountable for their own feelings and how those feelings are different from what the reality of the situation is? Uh, if you look at the point where Pat's ex-wife shows up Nikki shows up to the sort of uh, climactic battle 
at the end of the movie the ballroom dancing competition right and tiffany sponsor and when she sees the way that pat reacts she becomes very jealous now it's very interesting to think about this and i don't know this answer i don't know this answer from whether it be a woman's perspective or, or maybe gender isn't even important maybe it has to do with a person in the situation um is she not in love with pat in that moment is it love that makes her jealous is is the reason that those feelings uh those negative feelings of being worried that she might lose the opportunity to have what she wants or she's being pushed away from the things she wants does that not exist because she feels a threat from something outside also we learn from the end of the movie because pat gives tiffany a letter that says uh i loved you i've loved you uh from the first time we met um i'm sorry that it took so long for me to sort of I think he says catch up, but but figure it out is what, you know, what he's alluding to. Um, which, if if you're to believe him, that means that Nikki being there was not a threat to their relationship trajectory. Um, but also, I think we as the audience can completely sympathize with both characters' situations, too. Uh, that... They haven't really had a talk that that made it clear that they were going to get together. We know they are. I mean, if you go if you go back and watch the movie, watch the movie. They they build a friendship, but they have not talked about getting together <laughs> at that point in the movie. Um, so you sort of have this implied thing, and this is what happens a lot of times when people have these romantic feelings and these attractions to one another and and it's very valid too i'm not going to say that that the spoken or unspoken communication is more important or more real than the other things in in a way it's all real and it's all equal right but uh you know tiffany sort of gets hurt when and, and jealous when she sees this threat right now what I was about to say before I sort of went off track a second was as the audience, I think we can all sympathize with understanding that all with all the unspoken communications, with all the implications that she's been given, that's that's a completely fair reaction too. I don't think anybody would fault somebody for feeling that way, put in that position. And also we all know that all of our emotions, uh, you know, even me and everybody I know, sometimes we wonder, are these things con controllable or are these things just, are they monitors? Are they monitors of the status of what our, you know, a combination of our thoughts and chemicals are, are doing? When I look at this field recorder and I see the, the little meter bars going up and down, indicating the gain levels, uh, and the the volume levels from from the headphones those those little bars that are going up and down they're just reflective of the levels of sound and power and signal that that I Jamie Ward am producing that that are being translated through the electronics of this microphone this recorder this cable these these monitors they fluctuate and but but the bar that the monitor hits that's not determining how loud i am that is just reflecting how loud i am is that what emotions are are emotions just a monitor of how we are feeling i don't know that's an interesting thought I've never had that thought before, but sitting here staring, I had some interesting, an interesting time earlier because this is this is the test run, the first run, the pilot run, the initial run, the beginning of. This is the first time I have ever used this, uh, and this is the Zoom F8N Pro field recorder, multi-track field recorder, um, and uh, it is being used with the 
Audio-Technica 4053B hypercardioid microphone. And I was getting it all plugged in and set up and monitoring. And when I was trying to figure out how to adjust the gain levels, which, and this is, this is a fun thing, I actually remember, I remember when I found out what gain was, <laughs> I've games. seen that word many, many times, and I've never done what anybody post 2002-ish, maybe actually earlier, maybe like, actually no, let's go back to America Online days. <laughs> We could, in the early 90s or something, I probably could have just gone on a, any computer, typed in what is gain, and known this. But instead, I just sort of felt like I was going to feel it with my heart every time I ran into electronic equipment that said volume and gain. And I knew that I could twist each dial, and they both, to the untrained ear, which was me, essentially did the same things. Made things quieter or louder, right? Gain, volume, I figured uh, audio people were stupid and just put two things on there. Um, but no, okay, so volume. Oh, right, and I remember uh, that I made this discovery um, once when I was recording a podcast and uh, I excitedly told Katie that I had just figured this out and then I remember we had a conversation about it when we were coming back. I don't remember exactly where we were coming back from. I think it was New Iberia, but I remember that the gain came up when we were taking a right turn right by a cemetery um, at a stop sign really late at night. <laughs> I just, I remember that, that it was important for me to, to reiterate the realization I had about what gain versus audio was, right? So the gain is how much sound the microphone is taking in, and the volume is how much sound is being put out towards the headphones, speakers, monitors, whatever. So that explains why sort of to an untrained ear, they might sort of have the same impact but once you start learning about these things you can make adjustments and hopefully stuff starts to sound better that's one of the reasons why i hope this is one of the best sounding podcasts because in the past when we were still using the blue yeti i would just crank the gain all the way up and much like the aperture of a camera there are reasons why you would want to absorb as much information as you can, be it through a sound recording device or a uh, photographic recording device. Um, like for, for camera reasons, you want the aperture to be really big if you are in a low light situation. The bigger it is, the more light it can take in, right? The higher the gain, the more sound information you can take in. But the problem is that when that you start taking in far more information than is actually useful for what you want for your recording, too. So then that's when you start picking up background noise. That's when you start uh, getting distortions of different kinds. That might be another word that I am not using technically correctly, too, because I know that that has different meanings in sound and stuff. But very excited that we'll be learning about all of these things going forward, too. Right? So, something, something. I was saying all of that because of Silver Linings Playbook, right? Anyway, it's a 2012 movie by David O. Russell. I don't remember what I told my buddy about it. I just told him to go... S anyway, y'all should probably watch it. If you haven't watched it by now. Also, also uh, you know what? I want to... I'm going to give a shout-out. Hold on. I've, I'm the worst. I really should have started this episode... Um, a different way but I want to say we had a really really great uh, shout out to ourselves this week um, I hope I'm totally not uh, 
just doing something where, you know, you say stuff that you shouldn't because it sort of exposes people's personal information on the internet. But we got a really nice um, comment this week, and I thought that we absolutely had to share it because it's the closest thing we've gotten to a review of the podcast. And also now, I can't find it anywhere. Did I completely imagine this? Is this not a real thing? Yeah, I guess I just imagined it. Okay, nobody's ever said anything kind about the podcast. I'm just going to move on because uh, apparently this... Or or did I check the wrong thing? Maybe I should actually check the podcast page. Um, which, if you want, you can go to Silver Linings Playcast on most social media. Uh, we exist on... Oh, I think maybe it was on the Facebook... Oh, that it has to be on the Facebook page because why else would I have... No, I, it's not... It also could not be there anymore because of our new intern with the Silver Linings Play Cats. Patricia what? is a little bit disorganized. Oh, yeah, we got two <laughs> podcasts right now. I How did I even <laughs> not say, like, the most important thing when I was early... When we began this podcast and I was talking Silver about big things that had happened this week... Oh, maybe it was on the comedy page because I had to post some things because, like, I had a special this week and that, that I told you about. <laughs> Did I? I had. Oh. I know. I was probably posting some stupid, sad things that I regretted when I got out of whatever I was thinking at the time when I posted. And yeah, so anyway, okay. Well, never mind. Oh, no. Okay, I know. <laughs> this journey never is mind. amazing. This has more twists I know and turns than the Twilight Zone. Where, how to find this. I'm being, okay. No, never mind. We are doing the shout out. This was an amazingly. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not. It's not there. I promise. Just, just bear with me for a second. I know this is this is gonna. Um. I could be totally wrong, but I think um. Something. Uh. There was. Did I? Grateful to all. No. I made a decision to quit comedy last week. Oh, I... Okay. It doesn't always post everything. Sometimes it just posts the biggest comments, but it's not posting every single comment now. You can change that at the top if you click top. Well, that's that's what I did, but that's not what... um, Is it... No, it's not that that one. Okay, yeah, maybe I'm just going to have to go back to nobody ever said anything nice about the pack. Anyway, okay, that's fine. Nobody ever said anything nice about the pack. Maybe con. they deleted it because they got scared. Well, it's not that. Um, Suffer, Barb. I don't even know what it was in reference to. Well, that's real. I'm really sad now because it was like the nicest thing. It was a really cool thing. Um. Oh! No, I know! Okay, never mind. Here's what happened. It's actually even nicer than that. I'm embarrassed. I just covered my face. <laughs> this. Okay, here, this this shout-out this shout out goes out to Scott Maynard. I, I remembered that I had seen 
it had an action this last week, and I was looking on my page because I'm so stupid and I always think, oh, it's all it's all about me, me, right? No. Scott did the the coolest thing in the world, y'all. Uh, he didn't just reshare one of my posts. He made his own post sharing uh, episode 100, which is this episode. But he shared special 100-parter part 55 of 100, which is pretty exciting because I'm not sure I'd have to go back 153 weeks of posts to see, but it might be the first time that anybody has organically shared something from the podcast. And sorry, I hope you're not uh, offended that I am reading out what you wrote, but but he wrote, big, big news from our favorite Asian-American rom-com-themed podcast host, Jamie Ward, also the best top ten list since David Letterman died. Laugh face. And then he shared the podcast. (laughs) And I, and I responded, dude, this actually means a ton. Thank you. I've literally spent uh, years thinking nope, that I've been just podcasting into the void and nobody actually listens to this. And I, I'm pretty sure that he shared it because I made the announcement that uh, I was having a special release this week. Um, dude, if, if you happen to be listening, I'm not, I'm not implying that, oh, oh my goodness, okay, so he listened to all the episode, but... Uh, the fact that he listened to anything, um, and and that you have followed and listened, and and I have to say, man, you have been a huge supporter of the content I put out in my career, and I th- I sincerely thank you. Um, it means so much uh, when when even one person genuinely here's the thing it's not like loves that i do st- like just enjoys what i do because i just do it because i love it and i want other people to have the happiness for a moment that i feel when i'm creating these things or i get the idea and i hope that it's a shared experience i hope the uh joy and our laughter or fun or entertainment of the things that come out of my head and somehow materialize in different forms, whether it be podcast videos, texts, or live performance. Um, I hope it helps contribute to a moment of positivity in your life, our lives, everybody's lives. So, uh, big heartfelt thank you, man. I, I hope you are doing so well and, uh, maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll make it back to the East Coast and I'll buy a drink or something. Um, if not, uh, you can watch my special, and if you want to send me your Venmo, I will send you money, and you can buy your own beer. Uh, <laughs> I would do that for you. Um, so, anyway... Yeah, uh, wait, was I talking about Silver Linings Playbook? I thought I was talking about... Oh, well, that, that sort of ties in, because that was a Silver Linings Playcast. Anyway, I think that that does it sufficiently. Man, I sure hope I hit the record button. You know, that's always a danger when you're using a new new audio setup, but I, I, think, I think I figured this one out pretty well. So let's let's wrap up this initial episode of the 55th parter of the 100th episode for this week. But make sure to tune in. Uh, thank you for tuning in this week. And continue to tune in next week and every week, as long as we keep doing this, for all the latest on Silver Linings Playbook the movie and the Silver Linings Playbook the book. And until next time... We will see you down the road, and really quick, um, I have the field recorder sitting on uh, a little piece of paper, and that that big old noise was from my finger, not even flicking it, just the, the, you hear that? That's crazy. That's louder than any of the noises, probably because the recorder is sitting on it, so the vibration is going through the cable, through the, anyway, um, yeah. Next week and every week, as long as we keep doing this, for all the latest on 
Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and The Silver Linings Playbook, the book. And until next time, we will see you down the road and Excelsior. He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane. Keeping Kenny G really messes with his brain. One is divorced, the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast.